0: It's a Punk Rock Classroom's podcast, Punk Rock Reflection. I'm going for a walk. everybody it's josh buckley co-host of the punk rock classrooms podcast coming at you with my punk rock reflection for this week and i wanted to have like a timely discussion um it is it is sunday when i'm recording this it'll post on monday uh and then we have an election on tuesday so this is my uh, my plea my discussion about voting as educators so so here here we go uh, first and foremost, we are in one of those professions where all of the decisions about what we do are oftentimes made by people in political positions, people who are elected to positions of power, whether that's your school board, whether that's state legislators, your governor, uh, your, um, the, you know, the Department of Education in your state. Those are all political positions. Uh, the president, your congresspeople, your senators, all those folks are connected to politics. They're elected or they're appointed by someone who has a hand in what you do as an educator. And so we oftentimes hear this argument that, you know, education shouldn't be political, like there shouldn't be politics in education. And I'm going to tell you right now that that education is incredibly political. Public education is political. Public education is a place where we have decided that every student, regardless of who they are, regardless of who their parents are, regardless of where they live, regardless of where they come from, they are guaranteed access to public education. And if you are like me, you're an educator, you wanna make sure that every one of those kids has the best education possible. And here's what happens. All those folks get in the way of you perhaps delivering the best education possible. They're either going to be a hindrance to you giving your students the best education possible, or they are going to be helpful in your effort to give your students and your community the best education possible. So that's why I think that education is political. The school board who makes decisions about your curriculum the school board who appoints your superintendent, the school board who decides what um, the policy on discipline and dress code is going to look like in your district is a political post. They are people who are elected to that position. And you, as a voter, as a community member, have the power to help elect good people to those positions. People that believe that every student Deserves a quality education. People who believe that targeting students of color with discipline policy and with uh, dress code policy is wrong, you have a hand in electing people to your state legislature. The people who help uh, who help determine what the taxes are going to look like that fund your schools. You have a hand in electing those people. You have a hand in electing the people who make decisions about what it means for you to be highly qualified what your evaluation system is going to look like, whether you're going to have pay for performance and what your state uh, assessments look like. Those are folks that you get to elect. And to take a step back and say like, I'm a teacher, I don't want to be political. I don't really want to get involved with that. Personally, I think what you're saying is that you're going to let all of these other people make a decision about your classroom without you having a say in it. Because there are clearly people out there who want to support your efforts as an educator. There are people out there who want to support the communities you serve and the students who walk into your classroom every day. And there are people out there who do not care about the work you do, who think that you can be replaced, who think that you don't deserve a a wage that is comparable to the work and the great thing that you do for your community. They believe that you don't deserve that. They believe that, you know, uh, anyone can walk into your classroom, that you don't need someone who's trained, that you don't need someone who understands educating kids to do your job, that a computer and someone who's untrained can help educate the students the way that you educate students. There's someone out there who believes that and who's running for office, and you have the ability to stand up, you have the ability to speak out, you have the ability to vote and change that. Election day is here. If you haven't voted early, and this is a year where lots and lots of people have voted early, so I hope that you have voted early. If your state doesn't allow early voting or you can't vote early, I hope that today, that you listen to this on Monday morning and that you are making a plan about how to vote in Tuesday's election because there are a ton of things on the ballot. My own state, every state legislator is up for election. They all are. They're all up for election. So I get to help determine who is going to make those decisions. My school board is up for election. So I've done my part. We've I've, I've watched uh, candidate interviews. I've reached out to folks that are that uh, work in the district that I live in, I don't teach and work in the same district, but I've I reached out to people who live in my district and said, uh, who work in my district and said, hey, who should I part, support for school board? Who are these folks? What are they like? How do they work with you? Do they support what you do? Let me know. I've made phone calls for a ballot initiative that we have here in Arizona, Prop 208, which is going to help fund public education. And maybe that'll pull us out of 50th in Arizona for per pupil spending if it passes. I um, think that everything that happens in your classroom is often tied to something political. Whether that's the student who comes to you and they don't have food because they live in an underserved community and the unemployment rate is high and the only jobs that their parents can get are minimum wage jobs and uh, going to college is too expensive for those parents to get back in and get the skills they need in order to support their family at a higher level. Whether it's health care and you have students like I had a student who came to me and said, uh, Mr. Buckley, I'm going to be out. Uh, my my uh, brain tumor came back. I have a tumor again um, and we don't have insurance. So my doctor told me that I should just go to the emergency room and tell them I have a really bad headache so that they'll do a scan and they will see it and they will have to treat me. That's the reality for some of the kids who walk into your room. I've had students who said, I, I think I got a concussion playing football, but I don't have a, I don't have insurance. My parents don't have insurance, so I couldn't go to the doctor. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm not feeling really well. I've had students who have told me that their parents, went back uh, to Mexico. They left. They're living with a sister or a brother because they are here illegally, but their parents were here undocumented. They are citizens of the United States, but their parents were undocumented. So they left them here with an older brother or a sister um, because we didn't have a system that allowed those parents to become citizens and partake in what we all claim to be um, a nation that welcomes immigrants, a nation that helps people find that quote unquote American dream. The students who walk into my classroom every day need someone who's going to stand up with them. The parents who drop my kids off at school need someone who's going to stand up with them. So I implore you that that when you vote this week, if you haven't casted your ballot yet, or maybe you weren't planning on voting I implore you to vote for people who support your profession, who support the kids who walk through your classroom door every day, and who support the communities that you serve. Because inside the four walls of our classrooms, we might be champions for our kids, and we might do the best we can given the circumstances, but you have the power to change those circumstances with your voice and your vote. So when people tell me that education isn't political, I have to tell them that education—that I, that I believe that education is political. Everything that affects the students in my classroom is political. Everything that affects the curriculum that I teach is political. So to sit by and not participate, to sit by and not find out who's running for office, uh, to be on my school board, to sit by and not look and see how my legislators vote when it comes to supporting my schools, that I can't do. And I hope that we're seeing this change. I've seen more and more educators engage. I know that Arizona, where I'm at, is one of those states where you've seen more and more teachers engage in the process, right? Spending weekends phone banking for candidates and ballot initiatives that support schools. Making those calls. I remember two years ago knocking on doors and dropping pamphlets. Two years before that, doing the same thing, knocking on doors, leaving pamphlets, posting videos on my Facebook, interviewing candidates for school board, doing all of those things. And I'm not saying that you have to do all of those. We don't all have the capacity to do all that work, but what we should have the capacity to do is to learn about the folks who represent us and find out if they're representing us and our students well. And if they're not, we vote for the people who are. We are educators. We are learners. Learn about the folks who make decisions about what you do every day and help make a better decision. Stand up, speak out, use your voice and vote. For me, I'm gonna vote for candidates who support public education. I'm gonna vote for candidates that support my schools. I'm gonna vote for candidates who don't appoint people who have no regard for public education, who think that I can be replaced. I'm not gonna vote for those people. I'm gonna vote for the people who treat my students like human beings, not animals to be thrown in cages, not people to be disregarded, not someone whose rights you can strip away. I'm gonna vote for the people who support my kids who support me, and who support my profession. I hope that you'll do the same. As a government teacher, as an economics teacher, as a social studies teacher, um, the civic process is something that I think is really important that we should all participate in. So again, if you voted early, thank you. I hope that you took the time to figure out who those folks are who support you and support your students, and you voted for those folks. I hope that if you haven't voted that you right now are making a plan for what it looks like on Tuesday for you to be safe and vote, wear your mask, go to the polls, cast a ballot for the people who support you, who support your students, who support your profession, who support your community. That's it, that's all I got, that's my reflection. We play an important role as educators. We know how our schools should be supported Let's make sure the people who support them get elected and hold office and do right by us, do right by our kids, do right by our communities. Have a fantastic week. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. All that good stuff. And before I go, I got to talk about what I've been listening to because this is the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, and it wouldn't be right if I didn't do that. I wouldn't be the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast if I didn't tell you what I was listening to. Here's what I've got on my playlist. Still doing my run every day. Still have to listen to something that yells at me. This week, I listened to some Arizona hardcore, some Arizona straight edge hardcore. Incentive was the band. They put out an album at the end of September. Go check it out. It's on Spotify. It's good stuff. I like my hardcore straight edge and my punk political. Uh, So go go and listen. You'll enjoy it if that's your thing. If you don't, you'll learn a new band. All right, y'all. Take care. Talk to you soon. See you on the next episode. And I'll see you at the show. I'm going for a walk.